What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, another breaking edition uh, of the Go Vols 24 podcast because uh, we like to do one of these every five minutes, it seems like, at this point. Not complaining, but uh, wow, Tennessee, you're really, really on fire. Got the full staff here, Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan, Patrick Brown, Grant Ramey. I guess we'll go ahead and start with Ryan since this is another breaking news edition of the podcast, and you can probably guess why, but uh, I guess the the difference here is uh, it's... uh, quarterback ryan tennessee's got its quarterback a big big pickup for tennessee addressing obviously uh what what, what's really a need in every class but i think a a big need in this class too because you've got a veteran starter leaving uh, after this year jared garantano obviously and they've got another guy to throw into the mix next year now in caden salter four-star prospect from cedar hill texas he's a top 100 player nationally in 24 7 sports rankings our our analysts are really high on him after seeing him this year at, uh, at least one seven on seven event uh, really has, has seen his stock rise over the past few months uh, since about the time Tennessee offered back in January. And even though the Vols ran on some other quarterbacks in this class, uh, you know, Christian Veyu of Maryland was a guy they were involved with to some degree. Uh, you know, they tried with guys like Drake May that, that flipped from Alabama to North Carolina. But the last few months, they've zeroed in completely on Caden Salter. Um, they were talking to him every day, uh, recruiting him harder than anybody, made it very clear he was the guy they wanted, they were waiting on to see if they could get him. So they get their guy at quarterback, and this is a big one, and, and a guy that sort of diversifies that quarterback room also with some running ability uh, in addition to a pretty big arm. So you got to love this pickup if you're a Tennessee fan. This is a, this is a guy that Tennessee's wanted at quarterback for a while now, and, and they've added him to what's already been a, a pretty star-studded class and run here recently. Yeah, Grant, I know that you've also spoken with some of our national guys about him, and you've watched him play too. Uh, just just what, what are you know your thoughts on him as a player? What are the thoughts that you've heard from talking to others about him? I just – because on film, you know, uh, it just seems like this kid has kind of the total package. He's got a huge arm, and he's a good athlete. Yeah, I think he's a high upside guy. I think he's a guy that's going to keep uh, – could keep climbing. I think he has the potential to keep climbing in the ratings. Yeah, and when you talk to – the 247 analysts, obviously, like Ryan said, it reflects in the ratings how highly they think of this kid uh, compared to where others have him. But, I mean, I don't think he's just an athlete that they stuck at quarterback. Um, when I talked to Charles Power for, for analysis on Salter, you know, it was he couldn't emphasize enough how big his arm was uh, in watching him in seven-on-seven. Seven. And in that setting, I think quarterbacks, Charles said, have a tendency to sometimes dink and dunk or check down uh, and not go down the field as much. But this is a kid who – uh, consistently in that seven-on-seven seven setting, one to go down the field uh, and try to make plays with that arm he has. So um, I think it's a it's a guy that Tennessee's getting um, that's going to keep climbing and could continue to be one of the better quarterbacks in this class. He does have that dual threat uh, label. He is an athlete that obviously he runs track, he runs hurdles, does a lot of high jump, long jump, uh, triple jump stuff like that. Um, so he is athletic enough to to move around. Uh, and escape but he's also a big arm guy yeah and if you're going to be a a six foot or six foot one quarterback um, it helps to be able to move a little bit because you got to get away from some of the guys when the pressure gets in your face to be able to see what you need to see which is not a deal breaker I mean look at guys like Mahomes they're not huge so I mean it's you know Drew Brees it's certainly to me not the not a deal breaker Um, some people think like the hand size of the quarterback is more important than how tall he is but Pat when you when you look at this this kid here one thing I really really like is that Tennessee has a uh, pretty full quarterback room, uh, a pretty large quarterback room. Uh, there's there's one senior, obviously, in Garantano. There's a bunch of other guys there. There's another one, Bailey, uh, a top, top elite-ranked guy who just enrolled in January. Um, Tennessee is looking at a couple, at least at least one big-time transfer to the position. Bottom line, 
when you look at guys like you know the the Bamas and the and those the the way they recruit, their guys don't really complain much about walking into crowded rooms. They they feel like you know what I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a bad mother. I'm a dude who's a top 100 player. I'm a five star player. I'm going to go there and win a position anyway. And um, this kid's got confidence if he's going to go to this quarterback room right now, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And um, from Tennessee's standpoint, I think it, it's my my opinion is that you need to sign at least one quarterback every year. You always want to get the best one you can um, and, and kind of let them let them battle it out. But uh, if you look at Tennessee's quarterback room, obviously the the probably the major complicating factor potentially right now is, is JT Daniels. If, if depending on what happens there, we don't know uh, how that situation is going to play out. I think Daniels is probably waiting on the NCAA ruling about uh, eligibility with first time transfers, but um, it, you're probably thinking if you're Tennessee, you're going to lose Garantano and you're probably thinking you might lose one more. If you, if uh, whether it's Brian Maurer or JT Stroud, I think one of those guys uh, may not be this year, maybe after next spring, who knows with uh, you know, the, the, the college football season sort of being, I don't want to say in jeopardy, but it's just uncertain right now. So, um, but yeah, if you're Salter, you know, like you said, Wes, these guys come in and, and, you know, a lot of them just want a shot, especially a quarterback. Um, you need one every class and, and you want to see them compete and battle it out and, and see who the best guy is and let the best man win. And so uh, you, you want to be adding talented guys. You want to be adding Harrison Bailey's and Caden Salters every year. And um, the past two classes, Tennessee's been able to, to get that sort of elite guy. Uh, I don't know that, Salter is, you know, maybe top 50. We'll see how, how he goes, how he, you know, if he continues to rise where he ends up. But uh, I watched this guy's film and it's hard not to fall in love with it. I mean, there's not a whole lot of intermediate or short passes on his, on his film. He may, he may have thrown those, but they didn't make the film. It's a lot of downfield stuff. He has a really, really good touch for uh, what was a high school junior at the time. So um, a lot to like about his big arm. Uh, and, and I do want to say that even though he's a dual threat quarterback, they're not running a lot of zone read with him. He's more, uh, of a runner when things break down and when he's out of the pocket uh, when he in those scenarios he's really elusive as a runner and you see the athleticism and the other thing I like about his film is that he looked like they were running a lot of RPOs down at Cedar Hill so uh, if you've got a background doing that stuff and you get to college I know a lot of college offenses are doing that um, Tennessee has been wanting to do that some with uh, with Jim Cheney stepping in so a lot to like about this guy and, and yeah I think he'll, he'll probably come in and uh, I've talked to a lot of incoming quarterbacks over the years and they all say they they want to come in and start or at least have a chance to compete. And, and certainly Salter will get that chance when he gets to Tennessee. Guys, we're going to, we got a lot more to discuss here with uh, Caden, Caden Salter, Tennessee's newest commitment, Tennessee's first quarterback off the board in this big time 2021 recruiting class. But we're going to discuss more about that after uh, we go pay some bills, listen to some ads and products and in house services and all those other or services, in house ads. Get that backwards. Anyways, we'll be right back. Hashtag ad. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, 
or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you heard just a second ago during that commercial break. Got the full Go Balls 24-7 crew here. Wes Rucker joined by Ryan Callahan, Patrick Brown, and Grant Ramey talking about Tennessee's newest commitment to this blockbuster 2021 recruiting class uh, ranked up there near the top nationally. This is a, this is a big one, guys. Uh, quarterback Caden Salter from Cedar Hill, Texas. And, and, Ryan, when I look at this, there are at least, as far as I can tell, one, two, three, four, five. There's at least six, maybe four-star dual-threat quarterbacks uh, in the state of Texas this year. And the the numbers two through six on this list, they've committed to, in order, uh, this would be Texas, SMU, A&M, Texas Tech, and Baylor. And um, the one who's ranked higher than all of them is leaving the state and going to Tennessee. And, and I know the Texas uh, programs were in on this kid too, so kind of a big, bold statement move for Tennessee here, isn't it? It is. You know, I, I had some people ask on GoVols 24-7 recently about, you know, are, are Texas and Texas A&M involved? That's kind of how a lot of people I know view Texas prospects. If, if they're not, you know, being pursued by those programs, that they're, they're not a legit player. As you said, it's a it's a deep year in, in Texas for, for quarterbacks. Uh, both of those programs already have big-time commitments. Oklahoma, another nearby program that recruits Texas heavily, is involved with the number one quarterback in the country, uh, Caleb Williams, and looks like the favorite to land him. So it's one of those years where Tennessee's sort of benefiting, I think, from the depth of this quarterback class, and that allowed them to go into Texas and get a guy like this. And uh, that's 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 more just a, a benefit for Tennessee than a sign of this guy slipping through the cracks or, or being overlooked by some teams. Because even even with that, he was involved with some big programs. Auburn was obviously the, the main competition for Tennessee down the stretch. Baylor was the home state school that was the favorite early on, but after Matt Rule left for, for the Carolina Panthers, uh, that, that relationship sort of changed. So he, he didn't like Baylor quite as much after that. Uh, but then you had UCLA, Arkansas, a lot of other major programs involved, South Carolina, uh, and even visit Florida State uh, in March. Now, the other crazy thing about this recruitment, you know, to, to be able to go into, into Texas and get a guy like that is hard enough. Tennessee got him on campus at literally the last possible minute before this recent shutdown because of the coronavirus. Um, he was on a spring break road trip, went to Florida State, Georgia Tech, um, went, went to Auburn, went to South Carolina. Tennessee was basically his last stop, and he arrived on campus just a few hours before the SEC shut down all recruiting visits to the point that when it happened, we kind of had to ask, does he have to go home now or can he finish the visit? Um, so he got to stick around through the rest of the visit, uh, got to watch that second spring practice that was closed to media, uh, was essentially the last recruit on campus before this dead period. If that visit didn't happen, you know, you have to ask, how did this recruitment look at right now if that visit never comes together? So Tennessee really benefiting from some good timing on that one. Um, but yeah, impressive job of recruiting to, to go down to Texas and get a guy like that and, and credit Tennessee too for zeroing in on a guy that they found and clearly loved and just coveted from the time they, they spotted him and got in on him and, uh, and, and made him a huge priority from that point forward and recruited him. He said Jeremy Pruitt, Chris Winkie, Jim Chaney, those guys were all talking to him basically every day for the last couple of months. So they really, really wanted him and are, are thrilled to be getting him. 
Pat, when you look at, and I know this is probably going to be a difficult question because, you know, for the sake of this question, we have to understand that we haven't seen Bailey, Harrison Bailey, play at Tennessee, not a single snap. We haven't seen Jimmy Holiday play one either. We don't know if he's going to stay at quarterback or if he's going to move to wide receiver or somewhere else. Uh, but if you toss Garantano out of the mix and you talk about just the guys, the non-senior quarterbacks on this roster, uh, does Salter remind you of anyone or does he offer something maybe a little bit different from that pack of guys? Um, I think he's maybe a different package, uh, of guys. Um, you look at, we'll start with JT Stroud. He's got a big arm. We saw it against South Carolina last year, a little rough around the edges in terms of managing the offense, running the show, uh, kind of commanding things. And you know, maybe that'll come with, uh, experience. Uh, Brian Mowers, maybe the best runner of the group. Honestly, I know Salter is, is a pretty good runner as well, but, uh, you know, Mauer can make some things happen with his legs. Um, he, he can, he can put the ball where he needs to put the ball. A uh, little bit of a roller coaster ride with, when, when Tennessee yes. put him in games last season. Um, but certainly you see some of the playmaking ability. Playmaking ability. Uh, Bailey's got a really big arm. He can make all the throws. Uh, he can hit the short stuff. He's got the arm strength to put some zip on the ball when he needs to. He can put, put touch on the ball down the field when he needs to. I think he's really improved his pocket presence. That's something that I thought uh, was, was a big deal for him moving from his junior year to his senior year. Uh, and I think he's even slimmed down even more, even though he, uh, he was a lot bigger – uh, in the pictures I saw him, I didn't get to see a spring practice. Uh, just he only had two, but uh, and, and Salter's also got a really big arm and also has the ability to uh, to make some things happen with his with his feet. Like so, there's not a whole lot of him. Uh, a lot of des- a lot of design quarterback runs on his film. There's a few zone reads, quarterback draws, especially in the red zone. Um, that that's certainly an area where uh, having that extra that extra guy that defenses have to account for can can play to your advantage if you have a running quarterback in that situation. Um, but he, he's he's got a little bit of what some of the other guys do, but um, certainly each of these guys is, is different in, in their own kind of way. But, uh, again, we, we keep going back to it with Salter. He's got a big arm, uh, and he can make things happen when he's uh, on the move, whether it's in the pocket or, or scrambling downfield to make things happen that way. So uh, each guy has some of the similar traits, but they kind of play the game differently. I wouldn't say that uh, that they're kind of cookie-cutter cookie quarterbacks. That's hard to say. Yes, it is. Um, I wouldn't say that any of those guys are like that, uh, that, that that Tennessee's brought in these last couple of recruiting classes. I think the the worth pointing out here, I know a lot of people are always kind of curious about this. You know, Jeremy Pruitt's shown a willingness and, and a desire even to sign a dual threat quarterback like this. So I know people are kind of thinking for, for the last couple of years, he prefers pro style guys that he wants, you know, that traditional uh, pocket passer. But I, I don't think that's the case. We've seen them recruit other guys in a way as a prospect, not necessarily as a player, but as a prospect, Caden Salter reminds me of a guy they pursued last year. In fact, Haynes King, who ended up picking Texas A&M over Tennessee. Um, he was just a three-star guy when Tennessee found him last year. And uh, he was in the, in the five-star mix for a while last year uh, before, before enrolling at Texas A&M and ended up being a, a high four-star at the end, but a, a guy that Tennessee really, really coveted and was kind of a similar dual threat type of player. So they've clearly been willing to go after this type of player. This is just sort of the first one that's really come together for them to really land and he, he kind of does have a little bit of a similar skill set to a Haynes King but uh, a little bit different and as Patrick said you know not not quite like anybody else in Tennessee's quarterback room and I view that as a good thing when next year you're going to have the position presumably open for competition unless they add a guy like JT Daniels. Ramey when you look at, at this Grant when you look at, at, at sort of what adding a quarterback does to a class in general uh, it, it seems to me like it recruiting is always a hectic thing but perhaps adding a quarterback kind of settles things a little bit. It gives you one less thing you kind of need to to worry about. It just kind of seems like it, it, it sort of makes any class feel more complete. 
Yeah, it's a really big box to check. Uh, just about every class needs a quarterback, and just about, you know, you never want to. Um, I don't. You, you always want to get your quarterback. You always want to get that top guy uh, on your on your board. And this was Salter was that guy. He was their top targeted quarterback, and and they went out to and they went to Texas and got him, and they fought off you know an, an SEC school, SEC offers uh, to get him. So I, yeah, I think it does make the class feel more complete. Obviously, the numbers are getting up there, and they'll keep adding guys as long as they feel like they need to keep adding guys, and uh, they'll worry about the numbers later. Um, it's another thing. How many times have we talked about over the last couple of weeks going, you know, these aren't a, a, it's not a long line of in-state commitments that they're just knocking off uh, over these last couple of weeks. Yeah. They've gone to Alabama. They've gone to Florida. They've gone to Georgia. Now they've gone to Texas. They've gone to South Carolina. They've gone to Maryland. Um, an in-state guy uh, would break up some of the, uh, you know, it would be different. It would be a change of pace to get an in-state kid uh, at this point, but getting your quarterback, Getting a, a big arm guy, dual threat guy, obviously dual threat uh, is an exciting label for football fans uh, when they watch quarterbacks or when they're looking at quarterback prospects. Uh, Tennessee went out and got their guy, and it's a big gift for their class. Patrick, how much did, does all of this, or does any of this really surprise you? Just how well – we've asked, just asked different versions of this question, but before we step out of here, how much is this – I mean, now it's like this thing is kind of taking a life of its own now, right? Like other teams have gotten commitments too. It's not just Tennessee, but, you know, Tennessee's added, what, like Baker's dozen or so almost guys in the past couple of weeks. I mean, it's been, it's been kind of crazy. Is this, how unusual is this and, and how big of a deal is this for Tennessee? Because people are talking about on national radio right now, there's not a lot of sports going on. Obviously not a lot of live sports in this country, especially. So, you know, you got a lot of the not just SEC network, but you've got you know some of the ESPN networks. You got other national networks, uh, guys with us at CBS Sports, certainly uh, one of the big national networks. We're, we're we're discussing Tennessee football now. It's not just coming from this state; it's coming from all over. How big is this for Tennessee? I don't I don't know if you can understate it. To be honest, I mean, there's really no sports going on right now, and and in terms of college football, the big questions are what's going to happen with the season. And the other thing is, why, how is Tennessee so on fire right now on the recruiting trail? And uh, they've got, like I said, you, you mentioned it, Wes, they got national people talking. Uh, they got people in other fan bases are talking on on our message boards across the, the 24-7 Sports Network on Twitter. Tennessee fans are like, come at me, bro, with all, all, these, all these other fans talking about their recruiting. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it, it's a big deal. I mean, everybody kind of, you know, you wonder how recruiting would, would go and, uh, you're limited on what you can do recruiting wise and uh, it's not slowed Tennessee down at all. And I think even Pruitt uh, on Feinbaum mentioned that maybe, you know, the shutdown has helped recruiting because that's pretty much all you can do. You don't, you know, you're not dealing with your, your current players as much. You still are, you know, Pruitt's talked about it extensively, how they're having to uh, kind of manage a team from a distance. And it's, you know, it's can't be easy managing 105 guys to make sure that they're uh, staying up on their training, staying up on their classes and all that kind of stuff. But, um, they've had a lot more time to evaluate and watch film and talk to guys and build relationships. And um, I, I do think that Tennessee's staff has done a good job of, of evaluating a lot of these guys early. They've been recru recruiting these guys long before this dead period set in. They got a lot of these guys to campus. Uh, Ryan mentioned getting Salter to campus right before uh, the shutdown. I mean, he was there the, the day that everything was, was starting to get axed in terms of sports. So, um uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, you, you need to, uh, and we all knew this when, when Jeremy Pruitt took over that they needed to, uh, upgrade the roster, get more talent, 
Uh, they need better talent and more of it. And um, uh, I've said that maybe we shouldn't be surprised that Tennessee is recruiting well, given some of the recruiters that they have uh, in the program. But uh, I don't know that anybody could have seen this coming. And um, and certainly if you're, if you're a Tennessee fan and if you're involved in the program, it, it's been a fun ride to see all this happen. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that, you know, they went a few days this week without a commitment. You're like, I'm not sure what to do with my hands, Ricky Bobby. I mean, you're That's like, true. Why, why have they not? You know, are they did something go wrong? I mean, they haven't got a commitment in a, in a few days there for uh, earlier this week. So, uh, but it's just it's remarkable. And and like I said, Wes, I don't I don't think you can understate the magnitude of it. Now, obviously, they got to keep all these guys, but uh, that's another debate, another question for another time. But uh, certainly, uh, this has been something else. And to get the quarterback, I think is sort of a cherry on top because I think we all know it's the most important position in, on the team on the field. That it is. I think that's a good note to end it on. Thanks, guys. Well, I was saying, Bye, Wes. Yeah, I was saying thanks to Pat and Grant there, but I'll go ahead and say thanks to the listeners too, guys. Thanks for listening as always. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. You can also get to P Brown 24-7 on Twitter, Grant Ramey on Twitter, and Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also go to twitter.com slash govals 24-7 or facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where Ramey does a really awesome, awesome job running our Facebook page. Highly recommend that if you haven't checked that out yet. Or go to govals 247com directly from the source. Got all kinds of good deals going on and if you pay us uh, we will give you a $100 annual value for free every year and that value is CBS All Access that's the Rolls Royce package commercial free everything in the CBS catalog including sports all of it whenever you want it faux free faux free $100 will give you every year and uh, last thing I'll mention guys is uh, go ahead and rate and review this podcast please we like to do this for free we got no problem doing it we love doing this uh, this podcast for free but the one thing that we will ask go rate it go review it tell us what you like if there's something you think you want us to do better let us know that too we're not above that certainly we're not above reproach go do that please wherever you are uh, apple podcast uh, spotify iHeartRadio. Stitcher, tune in wherever you are. Go do that, please. And uh, happy Mother's Day also to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Uh, I love my mama. I know everyone else here loves their mama. And uh, hopefully out there, uh, you, lo- you love your mama too. So uh, we'll see y'all, I guess, here in a couple days, if nothing else. But gosh, it's who knows at this point. Tennessee's getting commitments every 30 seconds. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.